now playing. Why so serious? What is the Matrix? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Oh, what's in the box? Like scary movies. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? Movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people, and welcome to another very special edition of the podcast, Movie Reviews and 20 Cues, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your host, Sam Hurley, and I am joined this week by the most gingerest of all the princesses, <laughs> Stacey Hurley. How are you, Stacey? Hi, Sam. I'm super excited to be here. Are you super excited about doing a Marvel movie, your most hated movies to review? <laughs> I am, actually. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Not that bad. <laughs> That's a seal of approval. <laughs> and the other voice you hear is Mitch. How are you, Mitch? I'm Making a triumphant well. return. Yes, and I'm very excited to be discussing a movie that's not a horror. So, yes. Uh, we were having a chat just earlier about how I've been involved in a few horror movies. And yeah, this is one of the, oh, the first, basically, um, <laughs> non-horror movie. So very exciting. You are. You're our go-to horror professional. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that says about me, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are from Australia, so you're quite horrific. <laughs> And, and so it begins. <laughs> Anywho, uh, as you guys can see by the name of the podcast, we went and saw the film Captain Marvel, the new latest offering from Marvel Cinemas, starring uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, Ben Mendelsohn as Talos, and Jude Law as Yarnrog. But uh, yeah, if you're not actually planning on going to see the film and you want to listen along to our podcast, Stacey's going to hit us with a plot. So what is the plot of the film Captain Marvel, Stacey Hurley? Okay, so set in the 1990s, Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel is an all-new adventure from a previously unseen period in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I can't believe that. That follows the journey of Carol Danvers as she becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes. While a galactic war between two alien races reaches Earth, Danvers finds herself in a small cadre of allies at the centre of the maelstrom. Fuck! That was a hard plot. Two words! Two words that are hard to uncommon. I'm glad I never <laughs> Who the bloody fuck ate a dictionary and shed it out on the internet, Did man? You write that up, Sam. This is, this is definitely Sam's writing. No comment. I should, no comment. I should have read that before we started. Whoops. Written by a user, S. Hurley, double O, fuck you. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, looking at the reviews for this, IMDb have it at 6.9 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes at 79%, and Metacritic at 65%. But Mitch, as a score out of 10,000 flurkins, what would you give this for? Out of 10,000 flurkins? I rated this movie. I really enjoyed it. So, 7,658. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Holy um, shit. Yeah, yeah. I, it's probably, I think that's the highest rating I've given a movie so far. So, yeah, enjoyed it and I'll definitely watch it again. Wow. Yeah. You're a tough marker. <laughs> you thoroughly enjoyed this. I was going to say, like I said, it was pretty good. I did enjoy it. I'm going 7,500. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yep. Pretty, pretty consistent there. What about you, Sam? Being the only one here that's rewatched it, the first time I saw it, I would have given this like 7,012 flurkins. Yeah. But on the rewatch, I'm going to give this 8,012 flurkins. Damn. Wow. I think that's the highest rating I've, I've heard from you as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, immensely enjoyable on the rewatch. But yeah, we'll get into it in a little bit because, yeah, as I said, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 that we all answer. We then move into three personal questions before throwing it over there to the listener question. And the question that we get into it in a bit more detail is this first one, The Compliment Sandwich, where we name one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this film. So Mitch, why don't you tell us one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this film? Sure, Sam. So as you know, I love the 
origin part of these movies. I always enjoy that. And this movie did a bit of a flipperoo on me where we're discovering the human side of a superhero that we know. And I thought that was an awesome spin. It still had that cool discovery part. Um, but yeah, I think it, it ticked that box in a different way, but did a really good job of it. I actually had to really think about the one thing bad because it was quite a well done movie. I thought Maria, who is Captain Marvel's pilot friend, uh, in the character. I think there were a couple of scenes that maybe were dragged out with her and, you know, mm. could have just been shorter in that sense. And my final one thing good was how good Nick Fury actually looked as a young Nick... Uh, <laughs> yeah, a, a young Fury. I think they did that pretty well. So much so that the screening we were at, one of our friend's wives or <laughs> one of our friend's partners actually elbowed her partner and said, is that the actor who plays Mr. Glass? Is that his son? <laughs> Too good. And you know what? It is that convincing. So they did a very good job at that. It's so true. The de aging technology is amazing. Oh, it's so good. Like, yeah. I wish we could just have that one day in the future where we could just, you know, in real time, we'll have just a younger version of ourselves and just like <laughs> CGI'd over the top of us. That'd be bloody brilliant. <laughs> It would make for nights out on the piss fucking hilarious when you wake <laughs> yeah. up in the week's morning and you're like, holy shit, who the fuck is this? Oh, wait, yeah. no, let me just turn it on for a second. Wait a second. <laughs> it's just like the next level of beer goggles. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. she actually did look good. I took yeah. home an 80-year-old, but she looked like a 20-year-old last night. <laughs> She was a 20-year-old last night. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, Mitch. My first good thing is I love the origin part of the Marvel because I don't know anything about Marvel, so I need the background. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'm in the same boat. <laughs> and I actually loved that we saw a little bit of the origin of Nick Fury. Yeah, true. So his backstory, how he got into... Why are you cringing? Oh, because they ruined the badass line out of Winter Soldier where he said, Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. <laughs> so we Fucking found out. Cat. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so that was that was cool because him as a character in the previous movies, I'm like, okay, so he's head of this shield thing. He knows mm. everything. But how? Like, where the What's hell did the he context? come from? Yeah. yeah. So my bad thing was I really didn't like the train scene. It was, it was yeah. totally unnecessarily. Why, why did they do that? And she was beating up a granny who looked like herself, like was a <laughs> scroll. It was like, that was weird. It I didn't, didn't do anything for me. Um, do a lot for me. <laughs> Of the visuals. <laughs> and, like girl on girl. <laughs> Even like 80-year-old girl on 25-year-old <laughs> girl? I don't know. In the word of Gustav from the Grand Budapest, I've had older. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and final good thing is it was set in the 90s. I thought that was cool. Mm, that was pretty sweet. I think the 90s are making a big comeback in a, in a big way because we're far enough away from the 90s now as well. I think we'll see more of it in films. It'll yeah, be it's, retro almost. It's cool again, yeah. isn't it? Mm, yeah. It is. Man, we're old enough now that the 90s has become retro and cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're getting old. <laughs> For me, it was a, like, story-wise, the start of the movie was a bit sort of slow and pacing, but as it built up, it really started to gain steam. You know what I mean? Like, almost as soon as she hit Earth, and the sort of buddy cop sort of relationship between her and Nick Fury really was the selling point for me. It was really the point at which those two sort of went on and started forming this relationship, and you actually saw her go from being a superhero into finding an alter ego. She was Captain Marvel, and she was forcing herself to be Verz or Carol Danvers and all that sort of stuff, which I liked about it. Uh, The bad thing 
is as much as the de-aging technology was great, some of the CGI in it was absolutely trash. And I I noticed this on the second rewatch where I was actually like a little bit more critical of what I was watching and all this other stuff. So there's scenes, for instance, when she confronts the Supreme Intelligence, the Supreme Intelligence pushes her through sort of like a glass thing and she's like swimming into this pool. Shimmer, yeah, yeah. When you mm. see the CGI of her, it's, it's rubbish. And then when you see the CGI close-ups of her when she's flying through space and stuff like that, she doesn't really look like Brie Larson. She looks like a video game version of Brie Larson. Talking about getting older, this is the first movie I've taken my glasses to and watched. And <laughs> I could actually I see. remember, I reckon I was your age. I could actually see the detail now in CGI. I'm like, oh crap, is that what it actually looks like? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of embarrassing, but yeah, I'm like, this has opened up a new world. Oh no. Wow. The really good thing is Brie Larson's performance. Now, when I first saw it, I was like, she's this kind of naive, weird, emotionally distant, vacant, but then she's like real sassy and cool. Mm. And it's like, it was all over the place. And I was like, walked out of there. I was like, oh man, that just, that just fell flat for me. I just don't feel she is Captain Marvel. And then Stacy, most beloved wife of ever, pointed out, well, she's only been a person for six years she's had her entire mind wiped it's not like jason Bourne coming to and doesn't know his name she's lost all of her entire memories existence and everything so she's effectively an emotional six-year-old <laughs> and so on the second rewatch I, was, I saw it as that performance where she was she didn't really know how to interact with people she was kind of emotionally vacant but then sometimes sassy and cool and all this other stuff and then as the movie goes on she actually becomes more and more her person and again on the second rewatch is that the scenes where she is the Air Force pilot. She's actually well thought out and constructed and developed, and she's actually nailed the mm. character. And I was like, holy shit, this was actually a choice by Brie Larson. Yeah, that's, she's it's, portraying that kind of development. It goes back to what Mitch said earlier. It's because it's the reverse origin story. We're not used to it. We're not no. used to seeing a character like that, which is why you can miss that. Yeah, you're so more used to people just fumbling around and not knowing what mm. they're doing, and it's so new to have these powers and stuff. You know, like Peter Parker's Peter Parker. He's not, you're not used to seeing him as Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, so your default form is like in this case Captain Marvel yeah she's been made to be this Kree killing weapon mm. like that's all her entire existence has been is six years of being trained to be a Kree killing weapon and now she's discovering what it's like to be a human and be a character and have a personality mm. that's deep mm. <laughs> and there goes well, my deep philosophical debate yeah, I was going to say we just answered about six questions <laughs> and that one hit <laughs> that is true but that moves us on to question number two which is well we have patrons. we have four patrons now that give us five dollars a month to have their questions thrown into the first ten questions and this first one is from our original five dollar patreon which is the amazing man that is phil Joynton from perth australia probably my most favorite australian by miles uh, <laughs> anyway what does he want to know mitch well what item from this film would you want or definitely not want to be i do not want to be nick fury's eyeball gets scratched out by the pesky flurkin and, and particularly someone who he thinks is his buddy right yeah <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie. He did trust that cat. <laughs> That's yes. why you never trust cats. I'm I'm very much an advocate of not trusting cats. They're pets yep. that hate you, eh? They're well, they're users. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. to sum it up, they use you, come home for a feed, go out to have a shag or fight, and then come back when they're hungry again. <laughs> exactly. So. And then cough up a tesseract in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was on my short list, but instead I'm going to go with the blockbuster video because I'm just sitting there minding my own business and suddenly I have Brie Larson fall through the roof of me. Also, <laughs> also, I am a species on the brink of extinction. I just don't know it yet. Oh, yes. <laughs> so sad, isn't it? I definitely don't want to be blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I had the eyeball one, but just thinking about it now, 
maybe not Nick Fury's real eyeball, maybe the fake eyeballs that come out and don't even get selected. Like, I don't want to be those. <laughs> Waited my whole life for this moment. <laughs> yeah. My time to shine. Oh, back, back to darkness. Yeah. Okay, question three. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? Anyone that knows me knows where my brain goes. And so I was watching, <laughs> I was watching the scrolls. I was watching them turn into humans. And I was thinking, if I had sex with a scroll, would it get pregnant? Because it's a scroll alien, right? If it was a female scroll. If it's in that form, you mean? If yeah. It's in a female form, assuming you're having sex with a female form here. Well, at least I'll get fucking bogged down <laughs> yeah. in details. But also, would the form get pregnant or the yeah, yeah. scroll itself? Oh. Say, for instance, you're a scroll. Mm. Mm. and I don't know it, and I have sex with you, mm. like, surely you've got alien physiology and all that sort of stuff. So mm. technically, our DNA probably wouldn't match up in the uterus and we'd have a baby. But if, if you're a scroll as a human, how much does that transform through your body? I wish people could see this podcast because I'm doing fingers all over the- <laughs> Well, they were saying that <laughs> they, transform, form. they transform DNA and all. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think in that segment oh. of time, they would become pregnant. Yeah, so if they stayed as a human for a year- they theoretically could give birth to a human baby, or would it be a scroll human? I think once they, <laughs> now this is good. Yeah, once is. they transform back, the baby's gone. Ooh. That's what I think. Yeah, that's part yeah, yeah, of the yeah. Transformation. It yeah, yeah, it yeah. wouldn't exist. So unless they've birthed that baby, that baby would effectively be vanished. It would just vanish. It would vanish. It would, yeah, it would get reabsorbed into its body and transform back to being a scroll. Interesting. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, yeah, this is just... <laughs> well, I didn't get that deep. <laughs> Mine was on the blockbuster wavelength, and oh, yeah. I, had a, I haven't seen a blockbuster in so long, and it took me a second to be like, wait, what is that? Like, I'm so used to seeing, you know, videos, Well, you don't see the physical form no. of a DVD mm-hmm. and the video anymore, which is kind of a shame. Like, we, yep. you know, that awkward walk around at a video store where you're like, <laughs> I was a suck for this where I'm pretty indecisive and doing that kind of back and forth like that doesn't happen anymore now it's just scrolling and like that's that's it's gone you know so I must admit I do miss that I miss the going down to a video store and just like not knowing anything about the film not being able to pull out your phone and know you know a hundred thousand different opinions on it and all that sort of shit you just pick up a movie and go I wonder if this is going to be good one of my friends said this is good I'll go home and watch it or some dude at the video store is like oh fuck if you like that film you should check out this one it's way better and you're like (laughs) Okay, cheers. Come with me out the back and I'll... Um, <laughs> yeah. oh Anywho, uh, that's uh, not normal. <laughs> I would say 99% of my selections were based on how good the cover looked as well. I was saying. Yes. So that doesn't happen even, anymore, No, right? we don't have covers. No. And then the other good thing that happens at the video store is you see people there. Like, you might see people on, a, like, an awkward first date where they're trying <laughs> yeah. to pick a yeah. video to watch together and you can just lurk and around. No and... one wants to make a decision. <laughs> oh, you choose. Oh, yeah. Rom-coms, sure, I love Oh, yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, though, you would see the weirdos who, um, you know, awkwardly go into the adult section yeah, like, the by accident. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I, don't, I know what he's doing tonight. Yeah. Oh, the other cool people you see is kids, and they just sprint straight in and know exactly what yes. they want. They're like, yes, this mum, this mum, and hold it up. Yeah. <laughs> Did have a deep philosophical debate. It was like, how she's flying around out in space, and all these Cree aliens are flying around, and surely they go to other planets and stuff and just float around. Have they not met? any of the Guardians of the Galaxy, even pre the group forming. You know, well, they how, might have. How's she not met Star-Lord or he's half human, half alien? Like, similar? Like, hey, we've got things in common here. 
they just haven't crossed paths, but, or maybe they have. We don't know. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't know how to break this to you, but space is a really big place. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh <it's>, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's well, possible. It, you say that, but this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and a lot of shit takes place on Earth. That in New York, pretty much in, yeah. in New York, in a couple of locations. So it's like as big as the just, universe is. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys, you've been hanging around the same places. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Captain Marvel has bumped into the original Guardians or something like that at some mm. point. Yeah. Mm. And talking about Patreons, that moves us on to question number four, which is a brand new Patreon question. This comes courtesy of Dave Baker, who, uh, yeah, he's basically asked this question. But before we get into that, I'd just like to plug a little bit of his stuff. So he's got his own Patreon, and on that he creates and posts a cornucopia of creative content. These range from pro samples to curated YouTube recommendations, because hashtag beat the algorithm. From YouTube video essays to written essays on Medium, he's just getting started and plans to do a lot more. The link will be in the show notes, but if you want to look it up yourself, it's patreon.com forward slash your favorite and because he's american there's no you in the favorite (laughs) copy that so yeah his question which character would have the biggest following on social media and you know sort of like what platform or whatever yeah yeah great question dave i think we've got an easy winner here it's the cat cat, (laughs) you know we've got animals generally for some weird ass reason it's cat videos on youtube (laughs) but i think this would have to be on instagram or something you know yeah Um, so yeah i think that the cat would take it away a pet page on Instagram, I can totally see that. That might might have been my answer, but I'll, <laughs> yeah. what have you got, Stacey? Well, I think it's got to be Carol, right? She's got a communications device attached to her arm at all times. Because she's discovering life as a human, she'd be taking photos left, right and centre <laughs> yes. of everything she comes across. Oh, look at this. Oh, what's that? Oh, blue blood. Oh, Yeah, I think she'd be Insta-famous too. I can imagine her Cecily tweeting out everything. Because she's got a little bit of sass oh, about her. Okay. Just fell through a blockbuster video, lol. You know what I mean? <laughs> For me, I'm going to go with Ben Mendelsohn's character. You know, it takes a bit of skill, but he can transform his body into anything he looks at. So, I mean, he'd be able to make some awesome bum selfies. (laughs) Yes. Belfies are this commonly known on the Instagram universe. I've never heard of that. Is that real? That is a real thing. Belfies. Belfies. There's girls that into are... the dark web here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this get, this uh, conversation can get into some serious stuff. We're going into my browser history here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he can turn himself into any woman and stuff like that. And there's some women that literally get famous on Instagram for taking photos of their bum at the gym. Question number five. What do you got, Mitch? What thing about this movie did you notice that you don't think other people may have immediately noticed? What do you think, Stacey? <laughs> well, I noticed that when Carol gets to Earth and she's at her friend's place, what's her name? Maria. Maria, yeah. Mm. And her little girl goes running out going, hey, we've got some of your old stuff here. She brings it out onto the table and is going through it. I noticed that she had a Guns N' Roses ticket from oh. a concert that oh, she'd I been to. I completely missed that. <laughs> Shit, yeah, never been more popular. Mm. Uh, I've got two. I've got two little bits of Marvel trivia here. One of them is Maria Rambeau's call sign is Photon. Now her daughter Monica actually becomes a superhero in the comics named Photon. That's like her comic superhero name. So I noticed that on the side of the plane. And the other one is a special shout out to Stan the Man Lee. He is sitting on a bus in the middle of the 90s reading a script for the film More Rats. Now Stan Lee actually had a cameo in the film More Rats. And so he's basically reciting his lines from that film. That for me was like, fuck yeah, Kevin Smith represent. This is awesome. That's cool. And that intro at the start of the movie was pretty cool. That, you know, montage. Don't make me start crying. (laughs) Stanley, yeah, Yeah, that was cool. God damn it, I'm going to fucking tear up again. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking embarrassing crying in front of Kahu's son and his mates. 
Mine was, I don't think anyone picked up Jude Law's extra power. Um, <laughs> and this is the regeneration oh, yeah. of his hair. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, I think this is one of the, oh, I haven't seen Jude Law in a movie in a little while, but his hair has just magically reappeared. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I picked that one up and I thought, mm, I wonder if people notice. <laughs> Pretty hard to miss, I think. <laughs> Being a bald man, I notice this types of shit. Embrace the baldism, brother. Is that a hashtag actually going around? <laughs> oh, it's one I'm going to start. Embrace the baldism, brother. <laughs> We need as much help as we can get. Bruce Willis has turned into a dickhead. <laughs> We've got no more hot bald guys. Some cool bald people. <laughs> that brings us to question six, which is also a Patreon question from Emily Higgins from the Tasteless Podcast. So thank you, Emily. What film would be the best or worst to watch as a double feature with this film? The worst, I'm going to go with one of the most original superhero movies that stars a heroine in the lead role, and that is the Supergirl film from the 1980s, or even the Tank Girl film from the 90s. They are both fucking terrible. (laughs) I've gone with uh, Samuel L. Jackson as my theme, and the worst movie, I think, would be Snakes on a Plane to watch it with. Oh, that's so (laughs) shit. Such a good pick, Merch. Well, I'm going with the female superhero lead combo. And I think that if you watched Captain Marvel along with Wonder Woman, it would be the worst double feature. The worst? Mm. Controversial. Holy shit. Why is that? Because Wonder Woman is an awesome superhero and she has to be a female, right? Yeah. Whereas Captain Marvel, it doesn't matter whether she's a female or not. I see what you mean. It, she could, it could be a male. So, you know, <laughs> femininity and being a woman is nothing to do with that character. Yeah. Whereas Wonder Woman is all about it. See, Interesting. I thought, I thought you were going to go, that's a massive double feature in empowering woman. Yeah, yeah. Like, too much empowerment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much. <laughs> there's no such thing as too much. No, I know there's no such thing, but, you know, there's maybe so much you can watch for five hours or whatever it would be. Yeah. Mm. Nice one. Anywho, moves on to question number seven. What flavour pizza is this movie? Classic winner and my go-to, Capuchosa. It's it's a winner. And what I'll go is back that? to Capuchosa. It's like, <laughs> what do you mean? Is he speaking English or Australian at the moment? <laughs> sounds very I've never heard of it. Capuchosa, like olives and ham. It's just like almost your classic Kangaroo. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. so there's pepperoni pizza which is yeah. you know pretty standard yeah. and yeah. then for me capuchosa is your next uh classic kind of italian pizza holy shit yeah. wow it sounds delicious i've probably eaten many I of those you have. probably have <laughs> i just didn't know what it was called i don't think it'll be on your domino's list <laughs> well i'm gonna pick something that is on the domino's list <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had one of these yesterday now normally i hate pizzas with pineapple on but we had a sweet and sour chicken which included pineapple. And I thought this goes nicely with this movie. Interesting. I am going to go with a barbecue chicken pizza. Oh, nice. Because a barbecue chicken pizza is pretty tasty when you eat it, but I reckon it's probably up there in terms of eating it cold as well. I like how you're thinking about the long game here. I am. Like You're thinking about <laughs> at night where you're like, oh shit, I'm kind of peckish. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going pick- to go back for a little bit more. And that's actually, I- you've done that, right? Exactly. You've worked it out. That's what I'm saying. Barbecue chicken for me is the like meat lovers and all that pepperoni and all that sort of stuff. You go back and you're like, oh, it's a bit oily and greasy. Whereas barbecue chicken, if it's a real good one, you go back and like, oh, this is still as delicious as when it was hot. And that, for me, is what happened with this one. Good, I think when I went back, yeah. Cool. Question number eight, Mitch. Oh, my favorite question, and I've themed it off Stacey. Yes. I've been waiting for this day to happen. And it's our good old mate. How would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? 
well, I'm going to replace one receding hairline with another. Oh, <laughs> nicely done. And he's taking on the role, Jude Law's role of Yon Rog. Mm. That would be good, but you'd know from the start he's a villain because of Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. It's still good. Like, he would work as that character he, for he, sure. I'm sure he could pull that off. I'm sure he could pretend to be nice for the start. I mean, we saw him in Spider-Man Noir. That's a hero, right? Interestingly, I think he probably would have actually painted himself blue like the rest of the Cree, unlike Jude Law. <laughs> he was like, yeah. nah, fuck that. I'm, nah, I'll put some contact he, lenses in, but that's about as far yeah. as I'm going. He would have actually painted his skin and he would have walked around like that permanently while filming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he would just totally embrace it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For me, I would have gone with him as supreme intelligence. I think if the artificial intelligence was going to create someone that you embody and, you know. This would be you going into that kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah, obviously yeah. Nicolas Cage, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but like for, for Jude Law, he says he doesn't say to her what he looks like, mm. you know, what his supreme intelligence. I reckon I would have picked that. Totally would have picked that. Mm. That's a great one. Mine would be if the cat could transform into a human, it will take, <laughs> take form of Nicolas Cage. Because it's like the octopus, which I'm shit scared of, yeah. and Nicolas Cage is probably on that wavelength. Yeah, yeah, he's about level, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the, just the, the voice of the cat. Like, it would be a pretty cool Nicolas Cage voice oh, voiceover. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> cool, so what's number nine, Stace? Okay, so what quote from this film would be the worst to say straight after sex? Was that so hard to figure out? You're my science guy. <laughs> Mine would be, you should see what I can do with a paperclip. Oh. As soon as I heard that in the movie, I'm like, nope, take that. That sounds just painful, to be honest. But you should see what I can do. I'm going to need clarification on this space invasion. What? Oh, so you're being invaded, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Your space is being invaded. <laughs> Very what I'm going to be saying later tonight. <laughs> yeah. And I like how you're not saying no, though. I just need kind of pre- just, yeah. just clarify. <laughs> just clarify, and then maybe we're yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> on the space you're currently invading. Yeah, what's going on here? That's all. <laughs> and finally, question 10, which is the last of our Patreon questions and comes courtesy of Julio of the Contrarians podcast. Another awesome podcast you guys should totally check out if you haven't already. Uh, links in the show notes below. He wants to know, what is your most controversial opinion about this movie? This one's going to hurt, Sam. Oh, I'm ready to punch you. <laughs> Brie Larson wasn't actually that hot in this movie. Woo! deep burn. It is. A deep burn. I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, you know what? There wasn't a point in this movie where I'm like, oh, there needs to be a scene where we're seeing a bit more of Brie. <laughs> didn't have that thought. Well, they didn't objectify her, which was quite good. Good point. She was fully clothed and covered all of the time. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that. <laughs> Mind you, it's a skin-tight suit. Yeah. You, you are seeing yeah. a lot of body. Yeah. Form, I should say. I just thought it was good that they didn't objectify. Like, in the first Wonder Woman movie, they didn't... Like, she's wearing sort of a skimpyish outfit, but they don't really objectify her. And then when you see her in the Justice League movie, they're getting, like, close-ups of her ass and, you know, panning around her body and shit like that. And you're like, yeah, you can tell which one was directed by a man and which yeah. one was directed by a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's on a similar thread, and I actually already spoiled this earlier because it must have been on my mind. But yeah, gender does not come into this role. It doesn't matter at all that she's a female. I don't see this as a female superhero Mm. movie. Although it is, and it's great, and it's about bloody time, Marvel. That's what I was (laughs) thinking before I went to the movie. I was like, far out, you know, Mm. come on. Even DC have beat you to this. Um, You're a few years behind. But then when I watched it, I was like, it actually doesn't matter. It doesn't, like, she's awesome, but it could be a guy or a girl. It doesn't matter. Nobody makes a thing out of it. Anyway, what's your controversial opinion, Sam? 
Uh, my controversial opinion is they gave her too much powers too soon. Mm, okay. She ended the film nearly omnipotently yeah. powered. Yeah, she went from zero to like boom. Yes, yeah, in like that. quite an instant. Yeah, but remember, I, I'm assuming that Captain Marvel's going to be a massive part of you know the Avengers now. She has to have a crazy amount of power. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so are forgetting that it's 25 years in the past. So imagine more how powerful she's going to be by the time we get to Infinity War or mm-hmm. Endgame. She's going to literally walk in. Your Thanos? Yep, dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true. Well, That's almost how I feel. Like, I feel like, yeah, yeah. I mean, she went Super Saiyan essentially at the end and started fucking shit up and all that sort of stuff. Flew through spaceships. She literally did go Super Saiyan. Hey, yeah, I didn't think did. about that. Like, she literally had that kind of thing surrounding her and her yeah. hair was going crazy. <laughs> like, it's Vegeta. <laughs> He's back. He is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's called binary powers in the comics. There's a little bit of nerdy trivia, but it's it's annoying in that they made her do that because it's something that they could have saved for later yeah, on. True. You know what I mean? Like, because especially at the end there, she was so omnipotently powered that she could have fucked up literally everyone around her. And instead, she's like letting them, you know, like get away and chase like down people and shit. That people. went on for a yeah. while, like mm. yeah, yeah. So that was that was annoying to me. It's like you made her so powerful, and then you suddenly nerfed her to be like, oh no, she's not all that powerful. You know yeah, what I mean? True. She's having fist fights and taking on five spaceships. She flies through one and then she just circles around looking at the other ones and get out of here. It's like, what are you doing? Fuck them up. Scram you. Destroy them all. Come on. Yeah. That's showing her human side. Like, she's just not out there to destroy people for no reason. Yeah, it's moving away from being a Kree killing machine into being a human. True. Yeah. Yeah, good point. And then this is on to our personal questions. First up is Mitch. My first question, guys, what colour would your superhero outfit be? And that's obviously because, you know, we do see Captain Marvel play around with a couple of <laughs> colours. I'm like, opportunity. <laughs> so what well, do you reckon, Stacey? Hands down, gold. Oh, a bit of bling. Yeah, gold, metallic, but with a little bit of black. Because otherwise you'd just be like C-3PO. That would be crap. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you just need something to bring it down a bit and make it a bit cool. Nice. <laughs> I don't think we see enough blue and red and white in the superhero. (laughs) (laughs) Literally all of them. I reckon. No, no, I'm going to go with pink and brown because that's two colour combinations that we definitely do not see. (laughs) That actually don't work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure that's why. (laughs) And we don't want to see them. (laughs) Is that pink like overlaid on brown? Oh, use your imagination because I've literally just gone for the worst colours I can think (laughs) of. I've got a fashion crime over here. Yeah. I want to be called Brink Man. <laughs> brink. He's on the brink. He's on the brink. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. I didn't have an answer for that one. <laughs> I actually, I was pretty close to yours, Stacey. I went with black and yellow just because I thought that would be a pretty cool theme song as well. Like, oh, yeah, black and yellow. <laughs> You'd be like a little bumblebee. <laughs> yeah. Right. My next question is, if you could morph into a person for only one hour... Who would it be? My answer sort of harks back to a couple of podcasts, well, like 40 or 50 episodes ago, in which Machu called out Conor McGregor while drunk and said that he could take on Conor McGregor and beat the shit out of him. I'd love to turn it to Conor McGregor, then go around to Machu's house and knock on the door and be like, hey, you been talking shit about me, eh? <laughs> Machu would shit his pants. Oh, too good. I love your leprechaun impression there as well. It's fucking Irish. Yeah. Uh, oh. What about you, Stacey? That's a great answer. We've I've already talked about her heaps already, but uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, yes. Mm. Well, that's just shitting on Captain Marvel, though. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Would you just stroll around, just dress up as Wonder Woman, just like, hello, hi, yeah. pose for photos, and then come... <laughs> You'd be way more social than you are normally. This is... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> nice. Awesome. For mine, I thought a little bit different, just because I wanted to get into the headspace of this person, Hitler. 
Holy shit. Just so, because how often do you actually get to get an insight into what the fuck is going through this person's head? Yeah, true. Mm. So there's the one opportunity you get to do that. I'm like, why not go into a crazy, crazy dude's You wouldn't want to leave the fucking house though, bro. Yeah, I know. Well, it's one hour. I'm not committing too long. Yeah, Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fascinating. Yeah, yeah, there's actually lots of people like you that. You could turn into Hitler and then just beat yourself up. It'd be yeah, just kill yourself, yeah. <laughs> but mind you, the real one's still like. Oh, you know. yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> so, my last question here is if you could give your pet an ability, what would it be? I was thinking about this long and hard. I was like, how cool would it be to have a horse or a dog or something that flies and then you could just fly around and shit like oh, that? Oh, yes. But then I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I need something better than that. I need a dog. And this is sort of verging on Flintstone territory that stays home and does chores. Yes. Oh, I've got. That's so weird. So you come home and it's cooked dinner for you. It's folded all your laundry, all that sort of stuff, you know. Stacey's sitting there happy as, happy as Larry because she hasn't had to do shit. And, yeah, like yeah. the dog could clean after your poo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just have a shit at the back and be like, come on, come on, Roscoe. And off you go, mate. <laughs> Oh my goodness. My answer is based on you need to know my actual dog <laughs> right. for this. But if you'd like to meet Stacey Dog, it's <laughs> currently on Instagram. Yeah, actually. It's pain we, in the ass. We could start him up. And anyway, so his thing is no matter what training we do, we can't get him out of this, is when he gets near water, he gets so super excited. It's usually the reverse, right? Usually they're <laughs> She's scared. Yeah. No, he loves it, and he is so excited. He just barks and barks like a crazy thing, what? like an actual crazy thing. Almost like, like he's ah! almost like he's got rabies, and how rabid dogs go crazy when they go near water. Yeah. yeah. So, if I was giving him an ability, it would be to swim silently without barking <laughs> and just, just be peaceful. enjoy the water, but don't bring us into your problems. <laughs> That's awesome. Moving on to my questions. So we talked about it a little bit before. There's a train scene in which uh, Captain Marvel comes across a scroll who's disguised as an old woman socks her in the face as hard as she can I want to know from you guys what would it take for you guys to sock an old woman in the face I really had to think about this one and I thought if my grandmother was like in a punch on against another grandma I'd have to step in I'd have to do it you know and I'd like I'd probably just grab because I've always wanted to do this as well use like a handbag (laughs) (laughs) do the reverse (laughs) that's very valiant handbag man (laughs) breaks up fight black and yellow Well, this actually almost happened to me yesterday. I was at Pack and Save and it was like peak rush hour and there was like seven or eight people in a queue for every single checkout. It was like gridlock with the trolleys. And I'd like to say, uh, say 60 or 70% of these people were retirees, like, you know, gray hair. Like, you guys can't go to the supermarket during the week. Anyway, <laughs> as my queue started to move forward slightly, this old lady cut in front of me and it was funny because I was actually going to be polite and go and let her go but she just didn't even look at me she just barged her trolley in there and she was like on a mission nothing like a queue jumper to make you want to punch someone in the face exactly I could have socked her over the head with a ham or something you know closest thing you've got a few props to use So in the film, we discover that Skrulls only sort of remember recent events of their hosts. You know, Nick Fury asks one of them a question and sort of deduces that he's a Skrull, he's not actually his boss. So you guys, if you guys came across someone that was disguised as a Skrull or you were thinking was disguised as a Skrull, what would be your go-to question to see if they're human or not? 
Well, so I've made the assumption here that this this transformation is into Sam, and <laughs> I know that my first question would be, "What is your all time favorite food?" The problem here, <laughs> the problem here is the twenty four hour window. Yes. You might have had KFC in that in that period. <laughs> Not a lot of people know this, but I actually do snort a line of lemon herbs and spices before I leave every morning for work. Yeah, it's not coffee. It's the, it's the Colonel's special. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to flip this and just take a punt and go, if a scroll has just taken on a bot body, a physical form, they will not know what that human was going to do. So if you ask them, where are you going right now? They wouldn't. They would have their uh, scroll answer that I'm going to terminate this target. (laughs) You know, they wouldn't have a human answer of I'm just going to get a coffee. Or, what, you know, what's that person's actual schedule like? Yeah, like what do they what do, are do they on Mondays? Doing? Yeah, yeah. True. I, I think if you ask, like, where do you work or something like that, that you might be. Like, no, maybe not. Yeah. I'm just. I'm thinking of the scene in the movie where they are in that um, workplace environment and they're in the staircases, wherever that you know they go into that government facility. Mm, yeah. You're inside the government facility, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. What are you like? Where's where are you going? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's the toilet? Like. You know, the staircase, yeah, true, yeah, where, yeah. what are you doing? Like, where are you going? Mm. Oh, I'm going to the lab to do this. I'm going to the wherever, you know. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if I it work. I see where you're coming from, and that's about the best I can offer. <laughs> <laughs> the other one with this is basically any forgotten password question would work. <laughs> Yeah. Right? What's your mother's maiden name? What's your first pair? Anything like that. Yeah, yeah what I street you grew up on. Yeah. Exactly. That would yes. all work. So yeah. you just need to have one of those go-tos and be like, yeah. Oh. So my final question, there's a lot of flirting between Jude Law's character and Viz, as she's called at the start. Viz, whatever. Um, Viz. Viz. Dan Viz. Viz. It's Viz. They were calling her Viz. Viz, yeah. But I thought that was just the American accent. Yeah, Vier, probably. Viz. Yeah. American yeah. accent from an English yeah. actor, yeah. Whereas yeah. we're like, we don't Vez. roll our R's. Get here, Vez. Vez, yeah. <laughs> Vez. So, yeah, I want to know from you guys, what do you reckon? Were Yan Rog, played by Jude Law, and Vez, 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 whatever her name is, banging? I think there is a very high possibility, but if they were, they'd make amazing babies. <laughs> They would be great-looking babies. Stop trying to make me jealous. What about you? <laughs> no way. They were not banging at all. Nah. She, it was a more of a – I saw like more of a brother-sister kind of relationship when she shows up and she's like, hey, let's go down and do some fighting. I just wasn't picking up the flirting side at all. Yeah, I think you're right because he's already inside her. No, look at that confused face. He's not a scroll. No, his blood is transfused with her after she, you know, died or whatever. Oh, yeah. That would be like incest, so he can't go there. Exactly. So he's he's already <laughs> in there in a lot of ways. He'd be like, no, it's not incest, it's masturbation. He's having sex with... <laughs> What am I talking about? It's basically his hand, anyway. Exactly. Verse is Jude Law's hand. Exactly. Oh, God. Anywho, that moves us on to Stacey's question. Okay, 17. Which character is the biggest moron in this film? Well, I thought the security guard at Blockbuster. Oh, shit, yes. He was useless. <laughs> he, he didn't even get out of his car. Like, and it's always a security guard. Yeah, it went from dark to night and he was still sitting <laughs> yeah. at the same place. Where... But classic, man. And on top of that, he full, he rats out um, Captain Marvel straight away. Yeah. Like, and he played that in- innocent card. He still gave her the, mm. the information, but straight away he calls the cops on her. So quite useless to me. 
Yeah. My one isn't as awesome as that, but it was the guy at the start that had the jump on manoeuvre. You know, the, the scroll that sort of came up and was just like, hey, it's definitely locals are found too dead and they're not green or whatever. So like, you've got the jump on her. Yeah. You know, you're looking yeah, like one of your the, chance. You just walk up to her and blow her fucking head off. <laughs> That's the end of her. Instead, you just walk up and here's an interesting uh, exposition story for you that <laughs> makes you think that I'm not actually a scroll. Uh, let me explain this to you while you get a chance to realize I am a scroll. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like he's two minutes before like a Approaching, just like shit. What's my backstory here? I need, I need to quickly come up with my backstory. Yeah, he's yeah. solely focused on that, and you fuck yeah, yourself, yeah. mate. Yeah, he's got his like fucking little script rundown. He's, like, yeah, I'll say this, and, yeah. and then what am I going to do? Oh shit, I haven't thought that far. Oh, I'm dead. Oh fuck. <laughs> Okay, um, so we see when Carol first gets to Earth, she's rocking around in a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt she got from the op shop. So what 90s band t-shirt would you guys rock around in? Oh, anyone that knows me knows it's Rage Against the Machine. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I probably would have had a hand-me-down from my brother and it would have been Backstreet Boys. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He, he was actually a fan, and the crazy thing was. And stupid Mitch, like he'd, he'd be listening to the music. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> so I learned all the songs as well. Are you sure you want the internet to know this? <laughs> Hot out there now. Nice. Uh, and would you sleep with a woman who could burst into flames at any point? High risk, high reward. Is <laughs> my theory here, right? Yeah. So, and I wonder when she's like bursting into flames. Like that must happen at a, quite a particular moment. Let's call it that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And that uh, sort of leads into my answer. I mean, this this woman is Brie Larson. How can you say no to her? At the same time, look, I know what I do to women, right? I know. So I know for sure there's I no don't. way she's going to be bursting into fucking flames. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. Flame reta- retardant. Yeah, oh yeah, I would be. I'm flame retarded. That's your superhero name, is it? Yeah, flame retarded. <laughs> Brink. Yeah, brink. brink. In and out in two retard. minutes. Not even <laughs> enough to cause it? a spark. Yeah. There's flash and now there's the brink. <laughs> oh, proud moment. And that moves us down to question number 20, our last question. Now, this is the listener question. This is the one that we threw out there to you guys to give your answers to. But before we get into that, we're going to go through our answers so we don't sway our own little opinions here. So the question was, who in theme of the movie who is the biggest badass female character in film history? Mitch, who have you picking? <laughs> I'm I'm going with the first person that came to mind, and it's Professor McGonagall from Harry Potter. With the women? <laughs> yeah, you, you won't know who she is. <laughs> have you seen Harry Potter? No, Stace? I haven't. So, to put it into context, you got to remember here that I've grown up with Harry Potter, so when... The first movie came out of Harry Potter, I was like the same age as Harry Potter, which was like, Ah. I don't know, 12 or 13, giving my age away there. So, Professor McGonagall is like that scary teacher who's got fucking ultimate powers. She's basically one of the first wizards that um, Harry Potter kind of comes across, and and she's a teacher. But at the same time, she is like that firm, strict, you don't want to cross this bitch type of thing, you know? (laughs) So as a 12-year-old, you're like, holy shit, she is a fucking badass. (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. Good answer. Are you picking Ginger Princess? I'm going with someone who I've just come across recently in a movie. (laughs) You've come across them recently in a movie? (laughs) 
just cut that out. And <laughs> no way. That means, I've just discovered this character recently. Oh, so you've just, okay, you've I've just, just discovered, discovered yes. them. And that is Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs. She's badass. She just walks straight into that prison and questions Hannibal Lecter and figures out where his head at. And despite being a new graduate and all those previous guys who knew bosses and stuff haven't been able to figure out shit. And being come across. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was come across. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she was come across. <laughs> yeah. It's in. One of the prisoners literally comes across her. Oh my God, I couldn't have worked this better. Exactly. This is fucking amazing. That is so good. You can't write this stuff, guys. No. <laughs> So anyway, there you go, Clarice. Look, I've seen the answers on Twitter. I've, I'm going to go with one that none of them seem to pick. I'm going to go with Trinity from The Matrix. Yes. Carrie Ann Moss. Mm, Total badass. She is badass. Absolute badass. More recently, though, Emily Blunt and Sicario or Emily Blunt and Edge of Tomorrow as well. Those two were two roles that I was like, fuck, this chick is a fucking badass. Mm. <laughs> Yep. And so that moves us on to our listener answers. Now, we had a ton of answers here, so I've sort of divided you all up into little groups, which, you know, relate specifically to the people that you picked. First up is Ripley from Aliens and Alien and basically the Alien franchise. Now, Paul from the Countdown Podcast mentioned her and Countdown Podcast is one of those amazing podcasts that you all should be listening to. So I'll do a little special plug for him and The Cinema Guys, which is another podcast you guys should all be listening to. But also in that group is Gillian Ashton, Clay's Movie Forts, Jamie Sands, Renegade, Comics and Motion Podcast and Simon Pickering, all going for Ripley. Now, the thinking man's Ripley is the character Vasquez in the in Aliens, oh, which yeah. is basically Aliens too. She's as much of a Badass as Ripley is, and Caledonian Rose and Mike cannot pick. Both picked her. Ooh, bit of consistency there. Yeah, like that. Sarah Connor from Terminator Two, or the Terminator franchise, but more specifically Terminator Two, where she's like doing chin-ups and shit. Just <laughs> yes. mentioned out a hunt for the water people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Pisces Concepts, Nick from the Epic Film Guys, another awesome podcast, and that cousin show. They all picked her. Tasteless podcast. We mentioned her. Emily Higgins. Guess who she picked? Stace. Oh, that's a tough one. It's not uh, Miss Congeniality. Uh, that would have been a good pick. No, she went with Laurie Strode out of Halloween. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. That is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Love that. Nick McAllister, I don't know if we've made your movie reviews in 20Q's bingo this time. I haven't taken Ooh. a shit and put it into the movie screen here, Nick. Damn it. Come pretty close to making it. I think that was maybe the last movie reviews in 20Q's bingo card he had to pick or like thing to tick off. But anyway, he went with Furiosa from Mad Max Fury Road. I completely agree. Mm. She's awesome. Good answer. Daniel from the IMDb Journey podcast. I was recently on the episode 50. You guys should all check that out. And Coop Griswold both went with The Bride from Kill Bill. Oh, yes. yes. I did actually think of Kill Bill. Yeah. Definitely up there. That dickhead, and this was his name. This is not, <laughs> not, not, I'm not talking about Spanky. He went with Red Sonja. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good one. Storm Raven went with Tana the Targaryen from the animated film Heavy Metal from the 1980. I wouldn't be surprised if neither of you have seen it. No, no. I haven't actually. Okay, that's pretty good. The Bang Average Movie Podcast went with Mulan. Mulan, <laughs> we've gone into animation. That's pretty good. Yeah, so there's our animated answer. The What Did It Matter podcast went with Elizabeth Salander from the, you know, Girl of the Dragon Tattoo and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty good choice. Did Sally Lloyd went with Samantha Kane from The Long Kiss Goodnight. Peter Young went with Kathy Bates as Helen Kushnick in The Late Shift, a TV film that I've never seen or anything like that. No. Nah. And finally making her debut on this list, Flix X-Raid went with Wonder Woman. Yes. Woo. Daisy Franklin, you win it for me personally, but she went with Vala from the very cult film from the 60s, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, which I wouldn't be surprised. Whoa. Yeah, it's an awesome film. But it it's, sounds it's, like a classic Sunday movie Sunday? No, it's no? like a cult B movie underground. It's, it's oh. awesome, yeah. The Christian Stewart London <laughs> Twitter page went with Christian Stewart from Snow White and the Huntsman. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> 
Too good. Did not see that one coming. Julio from the Contrarians went with Ruth Bader Ginsburg from the movie RBG. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough, Brad. Now, moving on to some of our favourite people that actually threw a couple of them at us. Gidget Volnaroo went with Alice from Resident Evil, Ripley from Alien Franchise, Sarah Connor from Terminator 2, The Bride from both Kill Bill movies, and Lilu from The Fifth Element. Oh, Lilu! Lilu! Yeah. yeah! She was awesome. Mila Hovovich, fuck, she's cool. John Pearson went with Apple from Turbo Kid, Jennifer from I Spit on Your Grave, Anna from Anna and Apocalypse, and Sally from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, Sally from Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the only one out of those three. Oh, and Jennifer from I Spit on Your Grave, I know. They're good picks. They're pretty good picks. Nice. Well, I think mm. we're discovering there are a lot of badass women out there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> didn't realize there was such a list. Crazy, eh? John Mark Junkins from the Junk About Movies podcast, a podcast I was on recently. We chatted about Captain Marvel. Pretty much everything you've heard me say in this podcast, you can go hear me say again on this podcast. <laughs> but on that podcast, we also talked about our top 10 Marvel films that we want to see going forward. He just said, basically, pick one from Leia, The Bride, and Ripley. And I'm with you yep. there, bud. Totally yep. with you there. Tara Maholic basically went with a couple of answers here. So she said, maybe not as badass as Ripley, Sarah Connor, and Wonder Woman, but I feel, still feel like they need a mention and no particular order. Eowyn from Law of the Rings, Hit Girl from Kickass, X23 from Logan, Yushin Lin from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Sif from Four. Mm, and a couple of um, new there. ones there as well. Yeah, yeah, liking it, liking it. And finally, we've got here the Dear Daniel podcast. And brace yourself, guys. Captain Alison Ng from Aloha, Anastasia Steele from Fifty Shades of Grey, Morgan <laughs> Adams from Cutthroat Island, and Linda Voss from Shining Through. <laughs> Is this a serious list? Did All I, of these women could beat the shit out of Captain Marvel. <laughs> did I hear Fifty Shades in there? <laughs> Dear Daniel Podcast, well done. What a way to finish. That's totally <laughs> in theme with what our podcast is like. It's just so fucking bizarre that no one really believes you, and that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty disappointed Professor McGonagall didn't make that list. <laughs> See, anywho, that takes it down to the end. Anything you'd like to say? Any either of you? You got any final thoughts? Anything you don't feel like we've touched on enough? Or? I think I'm just psyched about Avengers coming out. It's just, you know, I'm pumped. You're psyched. Um, you should feel my nipples, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't talk about the post-credit scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's a perfect setup. Yes. Mm, oh, nice. I'm, I'm amped. I'm yeah. Amped. Anywho, Stace... If people would like to, you know, send us a message or join our Patreon, how do they do it, Stacey? Okay, you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Movie Reviews In. If you want to look us up on Patreon, we are patreon.com forward slash mritqs. Yes. 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 <laughs> nice. Or you can go to the show notes below on this podcast yeah. and just follow one of the links. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love making things so hard for Stacey. Oh, God. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> one thing in particular. But <laughs> anywho, uh, upcoming episodes, we're going to do Raiders of the Lost Ark. Me and Stacey are going to be away on our honeymoon when Endgame comes out, so that episode might be slightly delayed. And there's a couple of other films coming up that uh, we might be going to. Shazam, maybe. Us. Oh, oh, Unlikely. <laughs> yeah. The trailer was a bit like, no. Yeah, it looked a bit cringy, eh? Yeah. I think we'd definitely do Us, which is the new film from Jordan Peele. It's, like, blown everyone away at the South oh, really? Southwest. Yeah, yeah. You know, he did Get Out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is apparently even better. Oh, cool. Yeah, that so that's good. it. But anyway, thanks, Mitchie Poo. Thanks no for joining worries. us on this podcast. She is glad to be back. And thanks for letting me have the Nicolas Cage question, Yeah, Stacey. you're welcome to it. Take it away. Anywho, that's thanks for me. Cheers. See you guys. <laughs>